This podcast episode is sponsored by Navy Pro Tools. As business owners of Ever Pretty Beauty Studio, we understand the importance of using the highest quality tools and hygiene products. We instantly fell in love with Navy Pro Tools when we first invested in their cuticle pushers named Ethel and Doris. Their titanium coating gives them their signature gold look, but also helps minimise cross-contamination, and we were blown away by their precision. Hygiene has always been a top priority in the studio, and using the Navy three-step hygiene process has allowed us to work safely and effectively, giving us full confidence. Navy's hygiene system has been created with the help from Dr Fenton, an infection prevention and control expert. If you wish to place an order, you can use our code PRETTY10 for 10% discount. Welcome to the Beauty Edit Podcast. A podcast solely dedicated to the nail and beauty industry. So, who's our guest today, Shelby? Today we're going to be joined by Katie Millington. Katie Millington is the owner of Love Beauty Gatley, which is a nail salon. She's also the owner of Refillery Gatley. And she's also the owner of the Instagram page, Beauty by Katie Millington. Ah, lovely Katie. Yeah, I like Katie. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so like our podcast is taking a little bit of a different direction and we're going to cover a different topic each week. That's correct. So what are we chatting to Katie about today? So Katie is hopefully going to share her expertise, tips and tricks and give us all the best advice when it comes to retailing in the salon. Ah, something a lot of people struggle with. It is. I know that sometimes we struggle with it. We go through phases, don't we, of being really good at it and pushing it and being really vocal about our retail products and then it takes a little bit of a dip doesn't it afterwards after Christmas usually yeah yeah it, it can be a tricky one and sometimes how to approach selling a product to a client yeah we're all quite used to selling a service not yeah. necessarily a product aren't we yeah and it's a great way of making extra income without actually taking any time yeah so true so the reason why I asked Katie to join us today is because during the pandemic lockdown she switched the focus of her business quite a lot she switched it to retailing products to her clients because obviously she couldn't sell the services now speaking with Katie on Instagram she was telling me about how much of an amazing success it's been and then that's ended up leading on to her opening another side to her business which is Refillery Gatley so I'm hoping she's going to share her entire story <laughs> and all of her advice within about an hour of a time. So shall we welcome Katie? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Are you? I'm very well. I'm very warm today, though, unfortunately. It's a bit too too warm for my uh, fair complexion in this weather, but I'm not oh. complaining. <laughs> I know, isn't it glorious? It is, it is. Let's make the most of it. Yeah, it's glorious if you have time to spend outside, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. I did go and help my husband with the hanging of the washing out earlier, and I got a bit of sunshine on my skin, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot what this feels like." <laughs> if you're anything like me, you'll be burning straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you so much for agreeing to record this episode with us. Obviously, in today's episode, we want to chat about retailing and the importance of retailing within the salon and also outside of the salon um and I just wondered if you could share with us what you've been up to in lockdown of course yeah so I just want to say thank you to you first of all as well and for the invitation to come onto the beauty edit podcast today I'm a huge fan um, and congratulations, oh, on you. Your, <laughs> congratulations on your success during lockdown as well because you've kept yourselves busy as well um yeah so yeah I um I've also been busy and normally my, my daytime my daytime routine pre-lockdown would have been salon owner and beauty therapist. So um I own Love Beauty Gatley, which is a salon just outside of Stockport. So if you don't know where that is, it's between Manchester and Cheshire. Um and we've got the six of us, six therapists, and we've been open since 2015, so just over five years. Um, and we've got a huge client base. We, you know, always fully booked. We're an in-demand salon, and 
that puts down to how good everyone is at the job basically and so yeah. when we had to close it was quite kind of physically it hurt like you know having to say to the girls like what what should we do because we did actually close before we were officially told to so yeah, we made that, that were a bit like us yeah but yeah. did you guys make that decision as well like you just felt responsible to to do the right thing mm-hmm. We yeah. finished not that long before, but we made the decision on the Friday before I think the announcement was on the Monday night. That's right, that's the same as us. And yeah, we just said on the Friday, like clients were asking as well, were saying, Oh, like, do you think you'll be open, you know, next next time I come? And I just said it's only a matter of time, I think, before this is gonna happen. And we were feeling a bit conscious as staff members, you know, yeah, how much time we were spending together. And I mean, obviously the news it was massive and other like businesses are closed and we were like well maybe we should just call it a day now and just yeah. you know it's only a matter of time and maybe the a few extra days will just help really and just give you time to prepare for it as well so it's not as simple as deciding to close like a high street shop is it it's all the preparation and speaking to your clients and reassuring them it's yeah. not forever um yeah. <laughs> but yeah so we, we all had to make that really incredibly difficult decision um, without knowing, you know, the safety aspects ahead, but also it's it was our income. So how are we going to support ourselves financially? How long are we going to be closed? Um, I think at that stage as well, I don't know if you guys remember, that there were updates daily and things were changing all the time. And I don't know yeah. if the furlough was quite announced then or the self-employed income support scheme. I don't know if that was announced. So it was a very uncertain time. Um, and it's the first time since I opened my business that I felt vulnerable. And I, I thought, mm. what what on earth do I do? Completely out of my control. You know, it's not as, as something like when a staff member leaves and you just you deal with it. This was, the business was closed. So, um, so yeah, it did feel like a bit of a kick in the stomach. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was terrified. Um, I'd invested every penny that I had into the renovation of the salon, um, which actually today has just celebrated its one year anniversary since we moved into the bigger premises. And oh, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you know, we were kind of just six months into that new premises. We had the quarterly rent bill due the next week, which was terrifying. Um, and, you know, I just had to make the decision, how am I going to support myself? how are the girls going to cope? I decided very quickly that I was not going to let my business fail and I wouldn't compromise my future plans. So I needed a plan. So I spent a lot of April, A, in the sunshine, drinking gin, (laughs) but also um, making plans, teaching myself how to build a website. And that's, that's because I decided that I had the skills and knowledge of my clients and my, you know, my, my kind of target client that weren't coming to the salon yet but you know followed our journey on social media what can I do to to still give them a service and you know lots of clients still had the gel nails on for example so going right back to the start before we even launched the website and doing so cock kits I think a lot of us were doing so cock kits um which was great to keep us busy and make us feel like we were still being productive but also helped the client out as well because they were just desperate to get the gels off in the end um and I suppose it was that actually that triggered way back before building the website actually after the Zocoff kits I thought how else can I provide something that I can deliver through the post for the client to still feel like they're looking after themselves Um, and that's when I came up with the idea of facial kits so I thought I can't kind of retail five six full-size products for a client and post it out it's going to be quite expensive for them especially if they've not tried it before so yeah it's um, a big risk as a client to take it is so little sachets that came in a little pack with um, a, a link to a video of, of me doing a facial on myself with these sachets it kind of just organically happened um, and I started doing at-home facial kits so I was busy making these kits for nails for facials and I thought I'm kind of doing this on Facebook mainly on my Facebook salon Facebook VIP group um, sending message, messages back and forth not really like an official way to tell them when it was delivered so I thought the best way to communicate this is through a website where they get an email confirmation of their order up-to-date tracking information and kind of a bit more 
organized for me. So that's when I started in April to um, work out how to build a website. And I thought it would be really difficult, but I used Shopify, which I know a lot of people use to build yeah. their websites, whether no matter what kind of business they are. There's lots of others available, but Shopify for me was just a breeze. It was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, because it's got, we've we've had a Shopify site before, not nothing to do with the salon, um, but it's dead easy to set up. It's got like um, the checkout facility as well. So you're not having to worry about taking card payments and other things like that. It's all just built in, in one, one big like system, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a really good it's a really good platform is Shopify for anybody that's thinking of setting up a an e-commerce website. Yeah, I definitely do recommend it. Um, and they, they're quite reasonably priced as well per month. So I think initially you get to try it out, have a look around the the um, inner workings of how it works before you decide to go ahead and create your online store. And then once it's ready, I think it's about $29 a month. So that's kind of the basic package. Yeah. Um, that rings bell which is really reasonable for for you know the the opportunity that that it provides um and the the payment percentage that they take per transaction is relatively low as well or comparable to what you would take if you were operating in a salon for example so yeah thought, let's go for it and I think at the time in April they had a promotion on for you know encouraging businesses that had just started out online to to give it a whirl so yeah definitely found Shopify got me off off got the idea off, off the road really um so yeah back in April I planned everything did the website I spoke to my suppliers which is always a top tip so if you if you do generally work with a brand in my case Gerard International um I've, you know they've been there with me since day one opening the salon um because I used to use Jessica Geleration and we built up this really good relationship and um, really easy to, to get in contact with, even through all the way throughout lockdown, any question, they were getting straight back to me. And I'd, I'd let them know, I'd be like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to retail the sponges like I could do in the salon with, and the brand behind um, the sponges, for example, is called Spongelay. Um, so I don't know if you, <laughs> you know, I never knew. Oh, I That's why I started laughing, because do you know what I call it? Spongella, <laughs> and I call it spongel. Well, I might be wrong, ladies, but I call it spongelay. <laughs> no, I think you are right, Katie, because we've got a client who retails them in her salon, and she's she's called Catherine, and Catherine called it spongelay the other day, and I was like, Is it, "Am I wrong? I just won't say anything." <laughs> weird though when you've got it in your mind now you can't say anything else no no it's one gel to me you'll never call it anything (laughs) else yeah (laughs) um so that is a great example of something that um I've always sold in the salon that has always done well and if anyone doesn't know what they are they are body wash infused buffers for the shower um I thought great easy to post out there's no liquid involved a real treat for someone to add a gift or to buy themselves um and yeah, just had a, a good chat with all the suppliers that I, I already have a good working relationship with and um, found out their, their delivery times, which I soon discovered was very important. Uh, the way that I was running it initially with the website was not having a stock and just ordering as I needed. And that for me just didn't work. Um, so I yeah. imagine that's quite stressful, isn't it, Katie, when if orders are coming in, you know, even on a night time when you're sleeping or you're busy doing X, Y, and Z, and then you've got these orders coming, and then you're like, "Oh my god, I ain't got the stock though," and then yeah. I need to do another order, and you, you, it soon becomes like a bit of a snowball effect, and before you know it, you've gone from very relaxed in lockdown to very stressed. <laughs> That's right, and my husband's Super very stressed at the moment. state of the spare room as well. So, oh gosh, I bet. <laughs> so I think at one point I think I had about. 30 letterbox sized boxes full of products ready to send out but I had to have them all laid out in front of me because I had different messages on different addresses it was a bit mm. chaotic but I, I, to be honest I would ra- not have been I would not have rather been doing anything else I just was happy to be busy um so yeah the website was up and running I was very engaging on social media with my clients 
they uh, would get in touch with me of how can I help with this skin complaint? Because I don't know about you ladies, but during lockdown, my skin went absolutely wild at the start. It was kind of breaking out. It was really dry in areas. I've normally got quite normal skin type, but I think that just a lifestyle change not moving, drinking a lot of gin, eating a lot of chocolate. Um, <laughs> It'll be it, all that dehydration. Yeah, it really came out of my skin. So it, like, I, I was my own best customer at first for tips and tricks, skincare-wise. But, um, but yeah, people were getting in touch and naturally uh, asking me how, how I can help them. And I've always said that retail is part of the service when it comes to beauty therapy and I definitely had more time to to give to this part of my business during lockdown I did um quite a few skincare consultations via uh, whatsapp video call or by zoom with clients that I've never done a consultation with before so they had their own time on their hands as well to concentrate on something and for a lot of people that was to get the skin into a great condition um, and yeah. I kind of just gave them gave them the the way the website really to go and browse, ask me questions. It was very interactive. And um, what I did with Beauty by Katiemillington.com, I, I kind of made sure that clients weren't afraid of getting in touch to ask me questions about the products, um, and keep the website updated with really relatable information and not just the the brand's description. So it was how this works, why this works, why this is particularly good during lockdown. Um, I found Instagram great to jump on a live really often, um, a couple of times a week, just to chat to clients. I mean, it's a one-way conversation when you run a live. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I've only, we've only ever done a live once, and it's like, you feel like you're talking, but you're just talking to yourself. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> is anyone there? Yeah. Hello. And then, because there's always a bit of a delay with messages coming back, when you first started, you're like, can they hear me? Are they Is there? And then you start there? getting messages through a few minutes late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you find, Katie, that it was obviously on social media, you can have people who are maybe other therapists or other nail techs or um, clients or just general people within your area. Did you find you were speaking to a wider audience by going live or did you find it was just your clients who came to you anyway that were interacting with what what you were doing uh, definitely a wider audience than usual it usually would like before lockdown would have been just clients that were engaging with my nail picks for example um, yeah. but so many other therapists or nail technicians salon owners we, we start conversations um, on Instagram Instagram DMs and on Facebook Messenger basically they were just saying how how did you come up with this idea and do you mind if I do that and absolutely like I'm the first one to, to share my ideas with someone else because ultimately they probably weren't my idea in the first place I probably, <laughs> I probably got inspirations from somewhere else so um, I think I remember you, you chatting about this in one of your other podcasts that this sometimes can be quite a closed industry um yeah and people not very willing to give up their time to share their experiences or advice with you but um I've always found the best way just to be open because you, you know it's a, it's a two-way street I've learned lots from other people as well on social media so yeah I did open my audience to more uh, other like colleagues in the industry really um go by going live sharing information giving other people confidence to realize that oh actually she's quite normal as well and she's talking about normal things um yeah but relatable yeah, things quite relatable clients. yeah exactly so it kind of I, I feel like it gave other people a little bit of confidence to do it as well and particularly when I, I was um approached by a beauty lab which is a skincare brand that I use at the salon and I also retail their products on my website to to go live on their on behalf of them on their Instagram, uh, which was terrifying. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just gonna say yeah, that. <laughs> it's so scary. But um, you know, a, a couple of minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is just like going live on mine, but with a different audience yeah. again. Um, yeah. I got a lot of messages from other therapists after that to say thank you for the information and thanks for just being normal <laughs> I use that word a lot and it is a compliment um to to me um but yeah it's it's one of those with the Instagram lives and putting things out on social media you do reach such a bigger audience and you even realize even if you've not got much engagement on your post 
and you know one of the products for example I might have launched on on my website I might have posted about an Instagram and it might not get much engagement but then I sell out of that product in a couple of days so it's not always obvious to yourself or to onlookers what works it's just the fact that you put in the content out there and people are reading it yeah and that's one of the beauty of retailing as well because obviously if you've got a salon you're only going to really most of the time attract clients and people within your area up to a certain mile radius you know most clients are not going to travel from you know West Yorkshire to North Yorkshire for example where we are they're going to stay in the local area um but that's the beauty of retail if you can send something to them in Mm. effect you could send your products Katie to the US of A if you really wanted yeah, to do exactly. you know yeah you have got a bigger scope a bigger target market and a, a, a lot more people to advertise and sell to um, and obviously during lockdown we couldn't do services so that's right retailing was the perfect thing to turn your hand to mm. it's there's no limit on your potential with e-commerce no. yeah. and I think definitely with like um selling online you know like you've just explained you've gone live you've done a demo of whatever product and somebody's seen you they don't come to your salon they don't particularly know you but they've watched you live and then the first thing they're going to do is go away and google if you've got a website that was already you know established they can just go straight straight and buy it from you yeah if you haven't it's okay doing these demos but they'll just google it and buy it from somewhere else anyway yeah if you can drive that traffic then that then people that are watching are going to say listening. That's because we do a podcast. <laughs> um, but if then watchers, you know, if you can say, oh, you can buy it here, X, yeah. Y, and Z, like it's ideal. You've just done yourself a little referral there. And how easy was that in comparison to sitting for an hour and an hour and a half to earn, you know, X amount doing one set of nails? You've ineffectively done, you know, 20 people all in one go or more. That's um, right, yeah. I mean, it was really brave of you, I think, to go live. Yeah, Um, because there must have been, I'm assuming there was some sort of investment behind setting, you know, the retail store up, getting the stock in. I'm assuming was the, did you have to have some like cash to put into that? Yeah, exactly. So that is, that is the risk of it and why I was running it at a, in time um basis so like just in time I think we call it where you you have things listed on your website and then you order it as and when you need it um because that's all I could do at first so I was like well I can't buy it until I've got the the income from it so um at first that wasn't the case but eventually every kind of penny I made I put back into buying stock and I thought well I know that eventually this will start to make me a profit I just need to be patient and be consistent and so yeah, there was there was an investment of time and eventually buying the stock money as well. But we are we are all the time in the world, so that's uh, that was the great thing about it. Really, I never would have had that time under normal circumstances. No, definitely. And so financially, then during lockdown, how did the retailing sort of take off for you? Was it? Um, I don't know, for example, turning over the same amount as what the salon would have been if it was open. Was it doing better? Was it doing a bit worse? But it got you through. How did you find it? Well, I have no idea how it was going to go straight away, um, as you never do with these with these things that are new. But uh, I was absolutely blown away by how much support I got from my clients, my friends, my family that immediately ordered off the website the day that it it, it went live. Uh, and I think in the first month, I I earned double what I would earn doing this doing treatments, for example. Um, oh my god! And that's in profit as well. So, in in the salon, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you have to work so hard to make any profit in the salon that yeah. you're buying your stock, paying your rent, doing your overheads. Yeah. It kind of just swallows it up, and you're just left with a a, a small amount to pay yourself. Yeah, and you're like. Oh, all this hard work, and I'm probably at the bottom of the earnings tree here. But because this was just mine and my own, I, w- I was blown away about how successful it was, and that I didn't have overheads to pay out other than my stock costs. Mm. I didn't have um, usual related, so it was, re- it was completely different to me. It's completely 
it, it's really just past my expectations. And yeah, I did look at kind of what on average I would make doing treatments full time in the salon for a month and what I earned doing the website and spending a lot of time creating content and marketing and using my customers that I had on the website to remarket to them. I, w- I was really shocked. And in the end, it, it's kind of saved that uh, sink or swim. I definitely swam with it and I was able to yeah. pay my way at home, like pay the bills. And I was just like, this is just amazing that I can just afford that. Um, from going from feeling super vulnerable at the start of lockdown where I had no idea where we was going to to yeah being able to be financially stable was just a massive weight off my mind but then I guess that's um that was down to yourself though Katie you know if you hadn't have taken that leap of faith and have that ambition to try something new you know turn your hand to something that you've never really done before you know you could have been in a much worse situation during lockdown yeah definitely and I think by that point I was quite confident that the the salon was going to be all right the salon was going to remain open yeah we were very lucky to get the small business support grant uh, which was going to pay like most of the salon bills so I just was like right well now it's time to just make sure that I survive because everyone else has got a job to come back to um and yet I knew that that was safe so it was just a case of right I've got this time let's just use it wisely um and yeah, my clients loved it as well because they were getting to treat themselves at home and I was showing them how to do it and they were using good quality products that were recommended specifically to them. Um, so yeah, I feel I feel like it was the best thing that I could have done in that time. Yeah. Were you retailing or are you retailing the products that you would have just been selling in salon anyway? Or have you added other things now to your website? Definitely other things have, have cropped up through suggestions, but mainly initially I was selling um, the little skincare kits and as people were getting used to like using the products and liked them and were giving the good feedback, that's when I started to grow. And I've never stopped the full beauty lab range in the salon. So and I, I don't know if I would have done eventually, because we've, but we've not been doing beauty lab treatments for that long in the salon. We just had like this little skincare kits, like your discovery type kits. Um, so it was great to to get the full sizes to clients and as well before I stocked them I was giving my clients my affiliate code for beauty lab and they were getting it from them direct so they were they were already buying into it because they enjoyed using the products so for me it was kind of a natural progression to to stock the full range on the website um, and the full range of the spongelays because um, <laughs> I previously had maybe had two or three of the different scents in the salon, but everyone was asking, oh, what about this one? And that I've seen about this one. And yeah, that range grew. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's I was getting a lot of requests for eco-friendly products and um, yeah, just things that I didn't have on the website. And I thought, well, not everything on there is kind of in that category. This needs to be its own other um kind of business so then at the, towards the end of lockdown before we were able to open the salon I decided to when I put the products from my spare room drawer into the salon and um, that's when I decided to create a retail space in the salon that would house Gatley Refillery which is a business that I've also created that is again just products but eco-friendly refillable home and personal care yeah I don't think I don't think I've seen or heard of many places that do that, to be fair. Can't think of any local towards in West Yorkshire. And where I mean, we're close to Leeds City Centre as well, so I can't even think of like any sort of like indie stores that do things like that. So, I mean, if you're one of the first to get on it... <laughs> then... <laughs> well, I'm certainly not the first, but I think in at Gatley, for sure, there wasn't anything else like that. There are... There are... Yeah. Like, we're lucky kind of where we are because there, there are different types of shops in the local area that you don't find in other places and it does draw clients or potential clients into the area um so yeah they already kind of had an idea of what a refill shop was so for me it was kind of a natural a natural progression as well and I had I did kind of have some money left over from the success of my website that I wanted to invest in something that would also help the salon so 
through the refillery now the clients are coming in to, to buy things from there and becoming salon clients because they, they come through the door and realize that mm. it's not your typical salon it's it's very welcoming it's very inviting it's very clean and yeah they've become clients so the refillery um shop and the salon is that still the same building then within one premises it is yes so uh, we did have um, a kind of a quite a big vacant open area at the back of would be to Gatley in the salon, the new premises where I always thought I wanted to do something different with. And with social distancing rules, rather than have the four nail stations together like they always have been in the salon, I've decided to split them up and move them into the back and into that larger area. And then the front of the salon is now a, a fully retail shop area. Why would you say, Katie, like for anybody listening, why do you think it is so important to retail products? Oh, I definitely always have believed. Um, I mean, it, it would make more sense if, if I talked to you about my um, where I've come from, basically. Before I owned the salon, I did work in beauty retail for five, six years. So I have, I, I know the value of of having that kind of business and how popular it is and when you work, like for example, I worked for Elemis and John Lewis and Cheadle, I, I was constantly um, busy with clients coming in to ask me about the skin because I was a qualified beauty therapist that they trusted me and I could I could retail to them and, and show them products based on their skin type because I was do, also doing them facials in the retail side of the business as well. We had a little spa pod where we did treatments. I knew their skin. So the trust that you gain with your client they don't want to go to google or amazon or anywhere other than to you to find out what would be best for their skin and so it kind of it all comes as part of the service for me i've naturally always retail to clients and really the clients do value being retail too as well it's like i say it's part of the service no one knows your client's skin like you um, especially if you've been doing them facials for example and also you, you know like you do when you're doing a client's manicure you get to know their lifestyle how much time they have in their life for a routine so I know that client A might not have 20 to 30 minutes in the evening to do a full skincare routine but they might benefit from two or three products that they can just quickly use because I know they've got children to get to bed and I know they don't have a lot of time so no one knows your client's skin or lifestyle like you. And really, when it yeah. comes when it comes to salons, why why would you retail when you're in a salon doing treatments? It really can make the difference between uh, being able to pay yourself and being be able to pay yourself a small profit to you actually making like a very generous profit at the end of the year because you you might be doing a nail service for twenty five thirty pounds, but your client might walk away with hundred pounds worth of products. Yeah. Just basically you listening to what they need you picking up on that need and telling them how you can help with that and they'd be so grateful for it as well like they they want to spend with you um yeah I think I think a lot of people um struggle with retailing they feel like they're giving the client the hard sell um and they're just not confident in doing it I have seen like therapists in the salon and they're just like so afraid to approach selling a product or recommending a product um but like you say it is good customer service and it gives the client the product to be able to take home to continue what you've done whether that's like a, a manicure gel nails a facial waxing and and people are afraid to recommend a product do you have any top tips in like saying you know like an easy sort of conversation opener I definitely always think if you use the products that you're retailing, that is the conversation starter straight away. So, for example, with, with skincare, um, if your client happens to say, oh, your skin looks great, or they talk about their skin, you can say, well, I've been using this. And it's it's just straight away a conversation opener that is a genuine and it's kind of, it maintains your integrity whilst you are selling to them because you aren't, giving them the hard sell you by just starting a conversation and um, so much like if someone was just sat in front of you with dry cuticles you would always recommend them cuticle oil you, it wouldn't even cross your mind not to 
Um, I don't think any of us struggle with small retail like that. It's, it is the big, the scary, expensive products that we do all, you know, sometimes get scared of bringing up. But if it's going to help the client, then, you know, you're not doing them any justice by not telling them about it. Yeah. So if you don't sell, if you don't have retail in your salon already, the best thing to do is to try it yourself. Like if you fancy using a particular brand, you know, invest a small amount of money into trying it first. Um, and then, you know, is it something that you're, think about your audience, think about your clients, is it something that they would use as well? Is it kind of a reasonable price point for the quality of it, which is comparable? Is it something that they can get anywhere? So I, I do see a lot of salons now using brands that are kind of network marketing based. So, you know, we've probably all had the inbox messages from yeah. <laughs> from them during, the pyramid schemes. Yeah, during lockdown, we've, we've all had it. And to be honest, when I opened the salon, I did use Neil's Yard Remedies, which does come from that kind of network marketing now. It never used to, but they are very much network marketing based brand. Um, and yes, although the products are great, they can get it anywhere. They can get it at a you know, cheaper price to what you can because the, these other big companies bulk buy it and can afford to sell it cheaper. So using a professional product that they never may have never seen before or that's exclusive to a salon is definitely a big tip um yeah and use it yourself so yeah, yeah try it before I think it. I think if you truly believe in a product you know something you've used yourself something that you've seen the results whether that's for a pedicure or anything it comes easy yeah it comes, it comes natural it, it, it's like I don't know it's like you're talking to a friend and just telling them about this new thing you've found rather than giving them the hard sell, I want your money, you take yeah. this product. <laughs> Which your cash. We actually um we have like a retail shelving unit in our salon and a our shelf. A shelf. <laughs> I call it a shelving unit. Anyway, um and our salon's a bit we're a bit different. So we're not we're not a high street salon as in we're not on a high street with a shop front. We're actually within like an old listed building and there's a number of businesses within this old building. Um, and so we don't have a shop front. So people don't just walk in and have a look. But our salon is also a bit of a funny L shape. So you walk through the door and you have to walk down a bit of a little narrow corridor to get into the salon. And that's where the shelving unit used to be. And when we returned to work after lockdown, we've been talking about retailing. And I said to mum, you know, nobody ever looks, stops and looks at the shelf on the way out. And our thinking was, well, because they have to walk past it in and walk past it out, they'd stop and look. So I said to mum, let's move it. Let's move it next to a nail station and let's just see if it has an impact. And honestly, within like that first week we opened, I don't know whether they all just felt sorry for us and felt yeah. like they needed to buy a retail <laughs> Or whether it was genuinely because we'd moved it. Whilst they were sat having the nails done, I could see them looking and then they'd be like, what's that? Oh, what's that? And oh, are they them Lily Flame candles? And they sat on them, you know, then the conversation sparks then. And it was surprising in the last few weeks. I think we sold more in retail the last few weeks than we have like the years we've been open. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And we haven't had to to give anybody the hard sell no and it also doesn't feel like work it feels like like we were like adding up as money at the end of the week I was like <laughs> I think I've earned 100 pounds in retail like do you know and I've, I've them clients were coming anyway I've done them a treatment it's not physically it were no physical physical hard work for me no. yeah it was exactly, just a conversation yeah. while doing the service because we used to own a candle company so we've been to lots and lots of like trade shows and things like that. Um, so we've not just thought about like beauty products, but more gifts. So then people, yeah, they're coming for the nails or they're coming for the waxing, but then they might go online or to a shop to buy a gift for the friend. So that's where we've thought about, well, what about greeting cards or like candles? We retail yeah. candles. And yeah, people may buy them for themselves as a little pamper treat. But I find a lot of people, especially when it comes to like, say Christmas, Mm -hmm. like they buy our Christmas scent, but for the friends, it's not for themselves. It's foggy. Like stocking fillers and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
I think um, it doesn't just have to be beauty related, but if it's aimed at your clients, something that they need or want or friend might want or a present or a gift, just some self-care. And it's in it's in full on vision. And it's convenient for them to get it whilst they've come for the pedicure or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know, it saves them a job from then going to the high street and paying for parking or you know, going into the city centre and having to walk out in the rain to get what it is that they need. Definitely. And I, I completely agree with you with the location aspect of changing it to somewhere where they're naturally going to look um, and they're going to ask you about it whilst you're doing the treatment. And you're naturally just having the conversation and they'll go, oh, yeah, I'll take one of them. And do I need one for such a body as well? And listen to what they're saying, basically. So if they are getting their... Um, nails done because they're going to someone's birthday at the weekend and they don't know what to get them they can be like well I got my you know I'm often gifting my mum things from the salon and I'm like well I got my own one of these it was great <laughs> and it's not necessarily yeah. you're being untruthful but you're kind of helping them out and you you're kind of doing the shopping for them um, and yeah, that's where and social think... media comes in sorry um that's where no no you're fine that's where I find social media comes in helpful as well because if you're talking on your story, whether it's live or whether it's just you chatting to on your stories, going, "This is what's just come in," show people that it's arrived, and then and that prompts them to look for it when they come in. They'll go, "Oh, I saw that," and they they know what it is already, so they will naturally start the conversation with you mm. as well. Yeah, I will laugh in a few weeks back because we've just got in <laughs> some space masks um to retail. So a lot of clients were like, what's that? I don't get it. You know, so we've had to sit and explain it. So we've been putting things in our story. And mum took a selfie of herself with one on in bed one night. Have you ever tried taking a selfie when you've got your eyes covered? Have you ever thought about how you would do that? It's so (laughs) difficult. So I, we don't live together. So mum's uploaded it to, you know, the Instagram account. And then my friends have texted me going, absolutely killing myself at your mum. I'm like, God, what's she done now? So first thing I go do is check the Instagram story. And then there's a selfie about it masks on. Good for, good for but, you, Amanda. Yeah, the, it, it, sold, it sold them. Yeah, the absolutely. amount of people that were like, oh, I saw that on your Instagram story. I'll have one of them. I'm like, yeah. We yeah, instantly but... showed them what it is, where you wear it. Exactly. Space masks are, I'd say, number two bestseller for me. And have you ever watched Harriet's stories, like Space Masks Harriet? Yeah. She's absolutely oh, hilarious. No, I are we not? We do no. follow her on Instagram. No. She's hilarious. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch. I'll have to watch. So what would be your number one product then that retails in salon? I would probably say skincare for me now. It's not always been the case, but because there's so many different products and they all come under the skincare umbrella, um, quite often, even clients that aren't booked in with me and they see me at the minute, like say, say my, I'm at the front of the shop doing the refillery, They'll stop on the way out and say, what would you recommend for this? I saw you recommending this product. Would that work for me? Can I have a look at it? Um, so definitely skincare is number one. And then things like the smaller things like the space masks, spongelay, and then cuticle products. So cuticle oils, um, we sell enough stuff. Cuticle oil pens, really convenient. Um, we also stock Jessica Phenomen Oil as well. I don't know if you've ever used that. Um, some people always yeah. prefer like the, okay. the pot and dropper um type cuticle oils um like your is it solar oil or cnd yeah we've got solar oil we've had daddy oil as well over the years yeah so things yeah like quick things like we keep on the reception desk um they they tend to do very well but yeah skincare definitely number one and because everyone needs skincare uh whether they're buying it themselves or you know their other half definitely i would recommend researching and investing in a good skincare brand even if you don't do facials you, you can do a facial on yourself on your story and still demonstrate the value of skincare take some before and after pictures and um, you know yeah. do, do it on your friend to show you know get your friends to do your little case study give them some samples to use and get some feedback and it's all about kind of especially in our industry it's an intangible service they can't they don't kind of know what a massage feels like if they've never had one so it's just showing them showing them what it is and the same goes for skincare you know you can see the packaging and you can read what it does but you want to see results from it yeah 
I'm very much like, I'm like this with anything in life. I want to know the whys, the hows, the do's, the don'ts. I want to know the ins and the outs. <laughs> I, won't, I won't continue the sentence there. <laughs> but I'm very much like, I want, I'm always like, why? Well, why is that? Why is this? I want to know. When I go on a training course, I honestly think educators must think, God, she's a right pain in the bum. Because I'm like, well, why? Yeah, all yeah. the time. And I get that from mum, so I blame her entirely. But like I want to see results I want to know it works I want to know how it works why it works will that then work on me and a few years ago well it's actually a long time ago now I had really bad skin so mum at the time I was still in high school mum had a salon and mum said right let's try out these products on you and they were Eve Taylor products and literally within what six weeks we got before and after pictures and they were remarkable um and even now, years later, I mean, my skin has never, you know, got to the, like, stage that it was back then. It's it's always improved. And now it just, it's quite maintained, should I say? I'm not too clear. sure. Well, it's clear. It's clear. Yeah, yeah, I never really suffer. Apart from, you know, odd breakout, hormonal, things like that. But even now, we get them pictures up, don't we, and show them to oh, clients. Well, even, you still keep popping up on Instagram on people's. Oh, God, yeah. And we're like, oh, cringe. Because these photos, <laughs> these photos circulate every yeah, now and again, do. and every now and again, they pop back up. Well, I think Eve Taylor have used them as well, haven't they? And yeah. That's great. some photos for them, haven't we? And you've been modelling some of their like training manuals and stuff. and stuff. Oh, my God, but, that's amazing. But I do think like a before and an after yeah. picture or of something. Feet before yeah. and after a feet. Testimonials. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you, Kate, if it was okay, is Christmas. I know people might feel it's a long time away, but it's not. Um, when we're already in August, we're booking clients in. You know, it. it as, as soon as first of September comes, I know our clients are going to go. And I book for Christmas. <laughs> and um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, as soon as we come out of August, to me, that people go crazy for Christmas. As soon as kids go back, you've always had that first one who will post on, on Facebook and say, I bought my first Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a bit like they that, need to get it in first. That's usually Amanda and I'm like, you are joking. <laughs> By the time it gets to Christmas, she's forgot what she's bought and stuffed in the bottom of the wardrobe. <laughs> My Christmases are usually really good because she's forgotten what she's bought over months. Brilliant. So if thinking ahead for Christmas and getting prepared now and maybe somebody doesn't do any retailing at all and listen to the podcast and they think, actually, yeah, you know, I do need to put a bit of effort in and try and sort of um, get it going to earn some extra revenue because obviously we've lost a lot of revenue while we've been closed in lockdown what would you say specifically with Christmas in mind and getting started to retail well going back to what you mentioned about candles for, they're a great example Christmas it goes crazy for candles you'll know that from owning your yeah. own candle business um, so have a little look at what's local to you first so quite often um, local crafters will have a candle brand and if it f- kind of fits with your ethics and your branding, they'll jump at the chance to get stocked in, into a salon. So you don't necessarily have to go for a big brand. And my mum makes candles, so she owns, uh, <laughs> she owns Northern Glimmer and I've stocked her products in my salon because I know that that's a great conversation starter. So I can say... These, my mum's been making this scent and this our Christmas advent calendar wax melt advent calendars are coming out so look at what's local to you support some, a local business perhaps for something like that and um, they, they might or might not have trade clients and trade prices that you can that you can invest in but always kind of try that first I would say because you often, quite often can get a smaller minimum order quantity for your first order as well so definitely like a gift that can be gifted to anyone because that's that's where skincare is tricky at Christmas because people are a bit yeah a bit unsure of other people's skin type and I don't know what it is but no one wants to buy 
anyone anything that says anti-aging on it they feel like it, it's offensive <laughs> <laughs> whereas I don't yeah. get anything that says anti-aging on it um but yeah so something that's like a generic gift like candles like face masks go and send Harriet an email at face masks and you know ask her about it I think their minimum order quantities is about 18 boxes yes it was 18 boxes yeah. I believe I think that's around £150, I think. It is, yeah. That sounds about right. So, you know, be prepared that if you do want something with a brand behind it and that does come with all its own benefits. So, like, it comes with the marketing and Harriet has created a really... She's a really good example of someone that creates a really good brand. So someone will buy into face masks based on the fact that her social media is amazing. And if you've got it at your salon, they'll buy it while they're there. Um, so things like generic gifts like candles like something like space masks which are quite unique really there isn't much else like that um, and then something like bath and body type related like the spongelays the body wash buffers there might be someone local to you that makes them because quite a few crafters are getting into making them now um, so I probably wouldn't go down the skincare route for your very first one if, especially if you don't do um, facial product facial treatments sorry but Eventually, once you've got the confidence with the retail, I would definitely look at, at getting a skincare brand in that is a professional salon exclusive brand that you use yourself and you love your products and it fits into your target market. And really, if you've got if you've got a Facebook group, which I always think is great for kind of my typical salon client demographic, they use Facebook more. If you if you put a post on there saying what would you like to see at Christmas? And then maybe put a little poll of some of your ideas. They'll definitely engage with it. They'll comment some ideas. And then when you have got it in, they'll have seen that you valued their opinion and they're more likely to to get their Christmas shopping with you. Yeah. They'll feel guilty because they've recommended it so that <laughs> yeah. now they have to buy it. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. <laughs> like, like you touched on, like most big brands, well, all big brands do come with a, a minimum order. Um but you could do like with what you said, what you did at the beginning where you took like pre-orders, you know, and then you know that you've got that money in that gives you the ability to buy the stuff. Could do that now and then, you know, they're here in plenty of time for Christmas and and, and you've then got the profit from what you've sold and then you can carry on again. So if anybody's worried about the financial impact and think, well, I don't have money to do it, they could always do it that way, couldn't they? Yeah, definitely. So you could buy like a couple of things. Maybe, you know, if there is a big minimum order quantity, you could buy one as a customer from that brand. And then you can use it yourself and talk about it, take your, your pictures for your social media of this product and, and see what kind of response you get from it. And But like I do say, that is a bit sometimes, that is a bit tricky sometimes because it's not always a good reflection of how successful something's going to be. Um, so maybe chatting to people about it in salon is probably the best way to start uh, and yeah just just taking the fear away from it really because like we spoke about clients want to be retailed to they they want to know what you recommend ultimately so if it's something that you enjoy using yourself and that you think your clients would enjoy then that's half the battle it's finding finding the right the right products and um, in terms yeah, of yeah. kind of like having a snazzy website that does all your checking out and everything like that if you've not got time to do that you don't you don't need it to start off with um but going back to Facebook on their kind of business section they do have a lot of tips and tricks and they've got a few courses on there I've noticed at the minute of things like growing your own business with Instagram so you might have seen um, some people tagging products in in their Instagram posts yeah it tells you how yeah. to do that and why that why that's important for kind of growing your business but just having a good yeah. read and, and getting your head around it, really. I think it's surprising how, you know, you can turn your hand to something and you can accomplish so much if you have the time and the drive and, you know, the... Google. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Google. But it yeah. is surprising, you know, like these things, when you look on the outside, you think, oh, my God, that looks like so much work. I don't know where to start. But, you know, if you want to do it, it, you know a few googling sessions a few late nights on the laptop talking to other people you know networking it's surprising what you can actually achieve when you put your mind to something definitely so kind of yeah use your network chat to other therapists if you've seen a salon on instagram that you think well they look like they're killing it in 
whatever they sell like just send them a message saying what's your experience with that brand and would you recommend them to work with because yeah people are nicer these days in the in the beauty industry and they, they do want to help each other and um, so but yeah like you say it isn't it isn't something that happens overnight you do have to put a little bit of reading into it and a little bit of time and thought and it isn't easy but nothing that is is successful comes without effort so definitely kind of putting your mind into the research will pay off eventually um, and yeah a few na- few late nights on the laptop have been had in this house <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah definitely wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world and as well clients you know yeah you might be recommending something you might be sat there trying to sell them something but at the end of the day you're leaving the option with them you know they can turn around and say oh yeah mate you know mm, I don't think it's for me or I'll think about it or I might get it next month after payday do you know they have got the option to say no so <laughs> my, my nan, I've got their arm up the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but the you know worst case scenario is to say they say sorry no you know and what have you what have you lost a little bit of your time a little bit of your effort and another thing that I've learned I don't know if you'd agree with this but like I know a lot of my clients in and out and I know their lifestyle I know their background I know sort of like their financial situations but I think um, one thing I've come to learn is don't judge a client you know yeah don't think what they can and can't yeah don't you judge what they can and can't afford because it's surprising you know the ones you think oh that you know they won't buy that it's surprising they'll probably be be your biggest sellers definitely Um, buyers yeah yeah, my biggest buyers not sellers and like going back to the recommendations I go off a recommendation for everything whether that's a holiday a hotel a restaurant um a, a dress I ask everybody for recommendations I go read reviews so we're all out there wanting to be recommended yeah something to be recommended to us so we're shopaholics I, don't, <laughs> I always I always say to my, like if anyone says well what happened this week actually a client was in oh, I don't know. oh perfumes oh god mum is terrible for saying to clients oh, you smell nice what perfume are you wearing I think this woman is going to be opening her own perfume shop <laughs> <laughs> and the, my client said to my mum oh it's um x y and z from body shop oh I sell body shop like I'm a like a consultant from yeah home. she didn't think twice did she she wanted no. me the hard sell I'd said to her oh you smell lovely what what you got on Becca and she were like oh it's black musk I think she said yeah and I said oh I love white musk from body shop text me back and she were like oh well I'm a in lockdown I've become a body shop um like representative and I've started like selling it she didn't have to sell me I was like oh can I have some yeah and I went, be and by the way and by the way um a client's just left and she had a body shop hand sanitizer that smelled a grapefruit can I have two of them as well <laughs> she'd just come for her nails doing and, and med like sold three products and we sold two candles to her <laughs> but great but um I always say it's like selling ice to an Eskimo with my mum. Like, all you have to do is mention something. She's like, yeah, I love it. But um, <laughs> it's surprising how many clients, you know, all it takes is that spark of a conversation, that mention of a product. You know, that's all it takes for them to buy. But there's also, I think, with what you've touched on, I'm not a shopaholic, Shelby, just for anybody listening. I might like a late night, like, purchase. Yeah. <laughs> but... People get enjoyment out of buying and it doesn't have to be something big, but that enjoyment comes just from buying, not, yeah. not even what it is. I mean, I've bought some right rubbish off plumbing, AliExpress and gadgets and they've come and they've been absolutely naff. But at the time, it's made me feel great. <laughs> just having a little, it's like having a little gamble. Well, they don't <laughs> call it retail therapy for nothing. <laughs> no, so true, so true. And I always say mum's an emotional shopper. So like if she's having a down week or like someone's upset her, she goes, should we go to White Rose? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like our shopping (laughs) centre. Well, it works though, doesn't it? You're right. You are completely right. And quite often if someone is asking you about something that they, like like a perfume, like you noticed, 
if you, you know, if your skin is looking great and you are particularly sleeping well because you're using like an aromatherapy balm in the evenings, if you tell them about it and they don't realise that you sell it in the salon, that they're not going to know. So if, if you're having that conversation, you just say, we do actually have it in stock here. Um, let me know if you want any. You're kind of leaving the door open for them to say, yeah, actually I do. Um, yeah. And one of, the, one of the most important things about kind of the process of a sale which is, you know, sale is a dirty word, isn't it? Selling and, um, but yeah, like the, one of the most important steps of it is closing the sale. And, and that's what's going to ultimately get that client to realise like, yes, oh, they do sell it here. Yeah, I'll take one with me. And, you, you know, it's, you're not doing any harm, I say, and let me know if you'd like one. Yeah. Um, have you ever, over the years, like I know you said you have a bit of a background with LMS, um, were you ever taught any techniques when it comes to retailing, like things you should and shouldn't say or anything like that? Well, coming from a retail, beauty therapy retail background, I did kind of get all sorts of different training along the way. So straight from college, and by the way, there was no retail training at college, <laughs> um, as we all know. Um, you might have had an afternoon with someone from a brand tell you about their products but not necessarily how to sell them but yeah fresh from college my one of my first jobs was a benefit and they're like massively big on the on the sale structure um so from yeah from a tender young age they were you know making it clear that you needed to sell six products to this client that sat down in your chair or it's not good enough um but no, going going back to them, like they to be honest, like even though they did give it the hard sell, and one of their captions was, you know, commit and continue, which was yes, they want the blusher, continue to show them something else that they'll also want. You know, it's not necessarily always going to be the the greatest approach with some clients. Like I don't think I'd enjoy that as a client, but um, but yeah, it is the 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 idea of it does work. So say you've got a client that is talking to you about an active acne that they've got on the skin and you're not just going to recommend them one thing that's going to help because it's going to take more than that to help yeah so um yeah always give them the, the big picture and then they will decide maybe say you show them five or six skincare products and you say but if you were just going to take like a capsule collection with you today I'd say get the cleanser get this serum and get this mask then they're more likely to think, well, actually, I can't afford the full lot today, but I'll just go for those two or three. So give them the big picture, but then prioritise things that you think will give them the better result, basically. Yeah. Um, and, I'll, yeah, never never underestimate what they're willing to spend either, which is going back to what you said um, about, yeah, don't judge someone just because you know that they've just told you that the skin, <laughs> you know, they might have yeah. uh, money set aside for things like skincare and treats and, yeah, so um, tips-wise, I have had a lot of retail training over the years with different brands that I've worked with, but not like ultimately, it just comes down to an, an honest approach with a good product, and and definitely just having the conversation is is my best tip because lots of these other structures, they just make that. That's why there's such fear <laughs> of it because it just makes it yeah. into a complicated process. It doesn't need to be. I think people, when you talk about selling and retailing, I think people have in the mind this like car salesman, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. like a Dell, a Dell boy kind. Yeah, of. it's gonna take your money and rip you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't think it is like that at all. And, no. I mean, I was just trying to think when Shelby were asking you, Katie, do I say anything in particular? But. I probably go, and you need this because your feet are a mess. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's but, going back to that honest approach that you just mentioned. Um, Definitely. But I think, like, I'm just trying to think, like, seriously, um, what would I what would I be doing? So I'm thinking of, um, like, cuticles, and we do retail, like, cuticle eraser from CND. And I'm like, I can, I know what I, know what I do because I do it all the time. Like, I'm rubbing it in and I'm massaging it around the cuticles. Um, and I'm saying, oh, this is brilliant because it's got alpha hydroxy acid in it. So it gently exfoliates this really rough skin. And by the time I've got to the 10th nail, they've bought one, but I am meant to sell it. I've just been explaining the benefits and how it works and we continue work, how it will improve the, the condition of the cuticles. Um, and, 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 it's, and it's a sale. It's a done deal. And you it's just sold it to me. <laughs> <laughs> can 
<laughs> I do think though, Katie, you've been such an incredible um example of the power behind retailing, you know, for you to have got through such a tough time, which you know, so many of us have had a really tough year this year, yeah. financially especially. Um, but I think for you to come out of this on you know the other side stronger with a whole new business plan with you know another two new businesses like you should be so proud of yourself and what you've achieved you know in such a short space of time yeah I am and I do struggle with that I do struggle to feel proud but yeah I do right you know definitely the start of lockdown when you you're the lowest of the low and then to come out feeling better than ever I, I am proud of that well I think we should wrap up there. Yeah, I think um, I think we've covered everything we possibly could to do with retailing. But if anybody does maybe have some more questions for you, Katie, or just wants to connect with you, see what you've been up to, follow you on social media, where can they find you? So my Beauty by Katie Millington is exactly that on Instagram with an underscore between Beauty by and Katie Millington. Just type that in and I will come up. And then from there, I've got links to Love Beauty Gatley, which is my salon, and then Gatley Refillery, which is my, my newest business, which is the refill home and personal care products. Um, so send me a DM on Instagram. I always go straight to Instagram because that's the thing I spend the most, yeah. time, most time on. That's what we do. Um, but yeah, we're on Facebook as well. Um, or you can drop me an email if email is your thing at beauty yeah. by underscore Katie Millinson at outlook.com. Oh. And if anybody would like to make a purchase, what's your website? Ah, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Katie. It's been so good getting to know you off Instagram and <laughs> yeah, it feels yeah. like it's been in person, even though it hasn't. It's been over a recording. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thanks again, ladies. Go and enjoy the sunshine. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review and subscribe. We would love to connect with you on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at The Beauty Edit Podcast or join our Facebook group, The Beauty Edit Podcast Society. Thank you so much again and please do look out for another episode of The Beauty Edit Podcast.